look out in the audience, see a lot of friends, people that go way back in years. And I appreciate you coming here to support this gospel meeting. Larry and Daniel, it's so good to see you. We knew them when they were in Florida. Our daughter and family lived in Rockland for a while and worshiped with them. And they were kind enough to ask me to come down and speak a couple times. Then they ran Larry off, and so he ended up in Kentucky. <laughs> but we're mighty glad they did. Uh, you know, I had a very good friend who was a colonel in the Army. And he got moved around a lot. They moved, I think he said, 18 times in 21 years. And uh, <laughs> wherever they went, he would always get the elders to invite me for a gospel meeting. And so I preached all over this country simply because the colonel uh, made a request and they honored him. And then he would get moved away. And they kind of figured it out finally. Every time I came to speak, they moved him. <laughs> uh, we kind of begin to think the two might be together. So this last time he moved, he hasn't called me. <laughs> but I'm glad to see you, Bill. Lauren, good to see you. Everybody, the church here, we go back to the 1960s. Uh, we're just grateful to be together. We thank you for coming tonight. I know some of you are disappointed that Mike is not here. Uh, I know some of you are glad that Mike is not here. That's a joke. <laughs> Mike uh, lost his voice. He's squeaking like a frog, but he's hoping that he will overcome that and be ready to be here on Wednesday night. But I'm glad you're here tonight. I hope you won't be too disappointed when we're done. Through the years, I've had many parents come to me and ask about their children. How old should they be before they are baptized? Well, I'm going to give you the answer. I don't know. People mature at different ages. People's understanding becomes stronger and they're better able to make decisions. And so I don't believe it's possible to set in concrete this is the age. So under the Jewish system, they had that. The boy became 12 years old, he was a man, no questions asked. It was just part of their culture. But we don't have this in the New Testament. And here's what happens. A lot of times I've seen this. Children in the audience, babies, boys, girls, little boy playing with his truck, running the back across the seat, little girl changing her clothes on the doll, and the preacher is wailing away. And they hear the preacher say, if you are not baptized, you cannot go to and their tender little hearts, they want to go to heaven. And so they'll start asking mommy and daddy at a very young age. I've had parents say that their five-year-olds are asking them, I want to go to heaven. So that means I need to be baptized. And the parents are trying to explain, no, you don't need to be baptized. And then this little girl goes to church next Sunday and the preacher says, if you're not baptized, you can't go to heaven. And their tender little hearts just struggle. We need to understand that there are a lot of people, a lot of souls going to be in heaven who were never baptized. Think of all the millions of abortions 
that have taken place in this country over the last half century. Think of all the young children who have died under terrible circumstances before they were at the age of knowing right from wrong. People who are mentally challenged and they have no way to understand what's taking place. These people will enter heaven because of God's love and the fact that they have never committed sin and therefore there was no need for baptism. But the problem exists. Parents today are still asking the question, how old should my son or daughter be? Now, I've seen it happen two ways. I've seen parents allow their children to be baptized at a very young age. And then those children later will say, I really did not understand what I was doing. And so I want to be baptized now because I do understand. And then I've seen it go the other way. Little child begs and begs, Mommy, I want to be baptized. I want to go to heaven. And they could put the child off. And now when he is of the age that he does have understanding, he's not interested in baptism. So it's an important issue. It's one that we need to think about. And we ought to have some kind of understanding that guides us when people want to be baptized. I have five points that I'd like to share with you about baptism tonight that may help us understand the age of accountability. The first one is, baptism is only for those who can understand, who have reason, who have the ability to know right from wrong. Now these little infants, they take them into a place. They hold them in their arms. They pour water over their forehead. And they claim that they're baptizing babies. Well, I ask you, does that baby have any ability to reason? Does that baby have any ability at all to know right from wrong? Well, to be baptized, it says you have to what? Believe. And because we believe, what do we do? We take action. We acknowledge our Savior, Jesus Christ. We repent of our sins. We are immersed with our Lord where His blood cleanses us of all of our sins. So when a person asks to be baptized, we need to make sure that person is accountable. That he truly understands right from wrong the world in which he lives, the circumstances under which God demands baptism. And just because a little child can quote you the plan of salvation, the five steps that they grow up with, doesn't mean they understand them. It doesn't mean they understand them. So the first point I would ask you to consider is that baptism is for those who are old enough for accountability, for reasoning, for understanding. Now, I don't know when that is. You will know because they're your children. And your children will help you know. But no one can say X age is the time. 
Listen to a few scriptures. In 1 John chapter 3 and verse 4, whoever commits sin also commits lawlessness. And sin is lawlessness. Now I looked up the word lawlessness, and in the original language it means violation of divine law. Now get that. Violation of divine law. You think a kindergartner <coughs> understands that? That sin is a violation of God's divine law? Do you think he does or she does? What about a third grader? What about a fifth grader? I don't know. But I'm just suggesting in our discussions, when we are talking to people about baptism, we need to understand the principles of Scripture under which baptism is given. And one of those is you must understand what sin is. Second verse, Romans chapter 2 and verse 6. The Apostle Paul is talking about the righteous judgment of God. And he says, render to each one according to his deeds. God is a just God. God will render according to their deeds. What deeds have a kindergartner done? What deeds has a second grader done? What sins have they committed? None. Verse number 3, 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 10. We must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ. That each one may receive the things done in the body according to what he has done, whether good or bad. If you can't understand right from wrong, you should not and cannot really be baptized. And those little children who are so anxious because they want to go to heaven, parents need to guide them. Parents need to explain what baptism is and what it's for and why people are baptized and who are baptized. And then when the time comes, they will make, we pray, the right decision. Relationships and understanding in relationships change as we grow older. Give me an example. Young children. Boys and girls together in a classroom. Boys and girls together at a picnic. Boys and girls together in somebody's home. And the subject of kissing. And they look at each other and they go, Arr, yeah. <laughs> what happens when they're 16? And somebody mentions kissing. I like it. <laughs> As the song says, I like it. I love it. I want some more what happened? Age, maturity, understanding. And that's what we're looking for when people want to be baptized. Even Christ grew in his awareness of the world. The Bible says in Luke chapter 2 and verse 52 that he grew mighty, or not mighty, that he grew in wisdom and knowledge and in the sight of God, even Christ grew. He was in the temple at 12, 
Later he came back to cleanse the temple. Had he matured during that time? Yes. Yes. And we need to consider these things when we talk about baptism. You know, we can't x-ray a heart and find out what the spiritual level of understanding is. We can't do that. Only the person can do that. And if they search for their relationship with God in the right manner, they understand that right and wrong, they understand that God is the creator and the giver of life and that He tells us how to live. And I'm going to submit to baptism gladly because I do want to go to heaven. Point number two. Baptism is for those who are lost. How many people in here would look at these little children in the back and say they're lost? Is there anybody? You know, to be lost, you have to sin. And if you have to, I mean, before you can sin, you have to know right or wrong. There's no possible way that young children have any concept at all about this. And so we need to be very careful in our words when we speak to our children about this subject of baptism. Romans chapter 3, verses 3 through 6. Know ye not that so many of us were baptized into Christ, were baptized into his death. And if we've been baptized in, or rather planted in his likeness, we shall also be in the likeness of his resurrection. It's in baptism where we contact the blood of Christ, and that blood cleanses us of sins. Now, young children see baptisms, and to them it's a simple process. You just put on different clothes and somebody dunks you under the water. And then everybody gathers and they're in a prayer and uh, everything is fine. I wonder how many times we have dunked people under the water who had no real concept of what baptism is or what it's for. And I think it's a serious matter that we need to contemplate that baptism is for the lost. Acts chapter 2, verse 38, everybody in here quoted. What, was, what were they told to do? Repent and do what? Be baptized. Why? For the remission of sins. People who have not sinned don't need to be baptized. Here's number three. Baptism comes with responsibilities. When we become a Christian, and we are a member of the family of God. We have responsibilities to fulfill. Now, obviously, the longer we're a Christian, the longer we're a member of the body of Christ, the better we will be at various stages of worship and work in the church. But a five or six or seven or eight or nineteen-year-old boy or girl, do they understand what they're really doing when they're baptized? You know, Jesus said that people, families would be divided. And that if you put anyone, mother or father, ahead of him, then we're not worthy. Do you think children understand that? When we're talking about baptism? I think not. Second Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 7, we walk by faith, not by sight. How old do you have to be to understand that? You see, it's easy to change the clothes and get dunked. But the understanding of why we change clothes and get dunked 
is an important thing that needs to be taught. Instead of just nilly-willy grabbing people up who want to be baptized and baptize them. Now, don't go out of here saying, well, yeah, call them believe baptism. <laughs> I do, and I preach it. I teach it. But I don't believe in baptism for people who don't need it. God has set the parameters of who should be baptized and who should not be baptized. And it's not up to me to change them. We don't baptize people to put another notch in our belt. We don't baptize people to add to the numbers of people who attend. We baptize people understanding that there are responsibilities that we have to a lost world. Go into all the world. Preach the gospel to every creature. He who believes and is baptized shall be saved. He who does not believe shall be lost. How old do you have to be to understand that I have some responsibility here when I am baptized? There is work for me to be done. It's done on different levels according to maturity and faith. But I, I need to become a Christian. Not because I've seen somebody do it and I figure I'm at the age where most people do it. Or I'm at a teen we're gathering somewhere and the enthusiasm is so high that I'm going to be baptized but I don't really understand. I don't really know about what happens after becoming a Christian. I think we need to take it very seriously. Number four, baptism is for those who Understand. Now let me be very specific. I'm going to take from Gus Nichols. He says that belief in Christ as the virgin born son of God is essential in spiritual matters. What if a child has no understanding about the biology of birth? Therefore they don't know about the thing where it says, be born again. Be born of the Spirit and the water. What if a child doesn't understand what a virgin birth is? Do you think three-year-olds know what a virgin is? I doubt it. How old do you have to be, do you think, before a child, boy or girl, understands what a virgin is and what it means for a virgin birth. You see, if we don't understand the biological birth and how it's not possible to be a virgin and have a baby, then we don't understand baptism. And so people have to have some knowledge of biology, the birth, before they can understand this new birth through baptism. I submit that no person is ready for baptism if they can't fully understand what it means of the virgin birth and why that is so miraculous and why it's only happened once and will never happen again. And if a child is too young to understand that, that child is too young to be baptized. 
I have one more. <coughs> Baptism is for babies, spiritual babies, who want to grow. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 1 through 3. The Apostle Paul was talking about babes in Christ, and that's what we are. When we are baptized into Christ, no matter what our age is, we're really babies in Christ. And just like the baby in the physical sense is born, it has needs. And it has obligations. And it has to grow and mature. It needs to be fed. It needs to be nurtured. And the same is true in the spiritual family. We're told in 1 Peter chapter 2 and verse 2 that they are to desire milk in order that they may grow. I don't know that a four-year-old, a five-year-old, a ten-year-old, I don't know. I don't know if they understand that once I become a Christian, I need to get serious, if you will. I need to understand that God expects things of me, and one of the things He expects is for me to grow. I fear so many times we have baptized people. They have come up out of the water a little bit enthused. And then in six months, for many of those people, the enthusiasm is worn off. And the baptism doesn't really mean what God says baptism is. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 11. Christ is the only foundation upon which baptism is built. A child must be old enough to understand who Jesus is. And that everything associated with baptism, Jesus is the foundation. And when a child is old enough for that, then the parents need to begin talking specifically to that child about learning other things until finally they are ready for baptism. Now, please... <laughs> Don't get me wrong and don't misquote me. I'm not saying put your children off, put them off, put them off until they're 18 or 19 or 20 and they've lived in the world and now they can understand it better. I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying that we need to help our children understand the importance of baptism. And if they don't understand it totally before they are baptized, and none of us probably did, Right? But we're going to grow. We're going to be taught better. We're going to be a member of this family moving forward for Jesus Christ. So my advice, based on these scriptures, take baptism as serious as God intends for it to be. But understand, there are some things required with baptism. If I don't have faith at any age, I can't be baptized. Oh, somebody can dunk me under the water, but I'm not baptized. I have contact with the blood of Jesus Christ. I need to understand the virgin birth and why that's so important and how it's connected to baptism. Because Jesus Christ was born of a virgin through an action of God in heaven. A child needs to understand what is right and what is wrong. 
How many times in your life, with your children, with your grandchildren, we're at home and we're playing with toys, and the first thing you know, it's mine. No, it's mine. i got to have this. You took this from me. Mommy! We go through this how many times? Is that child really understanding what's happening there? We try to teach them sharing. Sharing means it's all mine. What's yours is mine. What's mine is mine. That we're sharing. But I just really am troubled many times through these years when people come to me and they want me to baptize their seven, eight, nine-year-old son or daughter. I have a hard time with it. I always counsel with the little boy or girl with their parents present. And most of the time, we have come to an agreement that maybe they ought to mature a little bit before they were baptized. I think sometimes, and I'm going to get in real deep trouble here, I think we just, I can't paint everybody with the same brush. Forgive me for that. But somehow, we just in our minds, we have an age, you know. Uh, by the time you're a teenager, you probably ought to know all this stuff, right? <laughs> Some people learn it before that. Some people don't learn it until after that. But we kind of watch other people and see what other people do. And so we've kind of decided in our minds, yeah, that person's ready. That person, that person is ready. Who knows whether or not that person is ready? God. That person and God. One final point. The decision to be baptized must be made by the individual, not by the parents or the grandparents. I have seen parents push their children and push their children. Grandparents who push their grand, uh, grandchildren and they push their grandchildren into baptism and in their mind, once they're baptized, man, they're home free. Now, we don't teach that spiritually, but we practice it all the time. So, let's just think about baptism. Baptism is for the remission of sins. If I don't have sins, I don't need to be baptized. I have to understand right from wrong. I have to know what sin is. I have to know about a virgin birth and why Christ is so special. And that my baptism is an immersion in water where I contact the blood of Christ that cleanses me of my sins. Even a child, let's say, let's take a 16-year-old boy or a 16-year-old girl. How many sins have they committed in those 16 years versus how many sins they're going to commit in the rest of their life? Come on. Let's be honest. Where's most of the sin going to be? Over here. Why? Because we're imperfect people. Because we make mistakes. Because we're weak. Because we're tempted. And we give in. Baptism is an important, 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 important subject that must be taught, but it must be taught in the proper way about the responsibility that goes along with it. We, don't, we have a few children here tonight. We're not going to baptize them because they don't have any faith. They don't know. They haven't been taught. They can't understand 
But when we're talking to your friends and your neighbors and this subject comes up, just help them understand. It's more than this act of being put in the water. Spiritually, it's a union with Christ. And it's a responsibility that none of us carries out perfectly. But let's not push people, babies, into baptism when they don't need it. Is that fair? Amen. Let's bow in prayer. Our God and our Father, we thank you for Scripture. We thank you for your plan of salvation. We know that faith is, is a must. That on that faith we believe that Jesus is the Christ. That faith causes us to repent of our sins. And then we are buried with our Lord in baptism. With the remission of those sins. I pray that as we teach baptism. That we help people understand how solemn it is. What a glorious act of submission that it is. And what a glorious life awaits on the other side. Because of baptism. Help us, God, to study your word. Help us to always be true. We thank you for all those who have traveled tonight to be here. We ask you for safety for their return. We pray all this in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ. Amen. Now, we talk about baptizing babies. We will baptize adults. I know that most people here already have been, maybe everyone here. But as we think about baptism, if you've never obeyed your Lord, in baptism, well, this would be a great night. It'd be a great night. People here love you. And, uh, they're concerned about you, and they would just be thrilled to see that happen. If you need prayers for any reason, we'll help you with that while we stand and sing. Who at the door is standing? They shall be drawn.